am so sorry. We are just having Wi-Fi issues, but we have connected to a different Wi-Fi. Gotta love Washington, D.C. right now. I am so sorry, guys. This is... Gotta love construction in D.C., man. My work day has been. So we are coming back because this has been a great conversation. But that just means our time Dang. is longer. Sorry. I mean, <laughs> this is a new building. So, and they're building a new building here. They're building a new building there. So, sorry. It's just like. Yes. No worries. We back. Back. Go keep moving. We back at it. I know. We back I at it. Okay, but we're back. Yes, the people going to come back. They're going to be back. It's all good. This is such a great dialogue. I'm like, tell me more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I think we're talking about professional and personal decline. Yes. 35. And I remember, like, I know we were talking about, I was like, man, I, I felt like I was losing a step. Because, like, I remember, like, how I would handle some shit in my 20s, you know, my early 30s. I'm like, 35? I'm like, I'm struggling in this situation. You know, and I started looking inward, like, damn, like, What's wrong with you, man? Like, you know, especially you as a man, you remember like how you used to be? No doubt. In those glory years, you know what I mean? So um, I, I definitely understand like that, that, you know, you go through like this process where you kind of lose yourself. You know, you don't understand the transition that you're going through, what's happening to you, the emotions that you're experiencing, why are you so in tune to how you feel now? Why is it so yeah. important? You know, I remember my twins. I didn't care about how I felt. <laughs> no, I didn't care. Like, I was like, Because we felt invincible in our 20s. Oh, right, no doubt you know? about it. No doubt about it. I, man, listen, in my 20s, priorities, what? Right. You know, it was. Responsibility. Responsibility. Yeah. Whether you're a man or a woman, you didn't feel it. Yeah. It was, in, and listen, in my 20s, you know, it was still about partying, chasing women. I wasn't thinking about, you know, saving any money or investing in, in, no, in I was, things. I was about that, but. <laughs> none of that. None of that. It was just like, man, what? Toronto this weekend? Pew, let's go. Like it was all about the party, you know. So, but like you said, you know, as you as you grow, as you evolve, you know, you realize a lot of things don't have the same value or substance of at one point of your life you, you may thought it did, you know. Um but again, for a long time, man, like seriously, it was just me. So even throughout my 30s, <laughs> I was still kind of moving that way because I didn't have any kids. All my friends were like married with kids. You know, I'm coaching college ball, so I'm traveling all across the globe. And I'm like, huh, what? I'm never going to have any babies. But honestly, my daughter, man, she changed everything. She changed my world. But I didn't have a kid. Like my, my homeboys that I play college ball with, their kids graduating high school, and here I am about to turn 40 years old having a baby. <laughs> and I'm like, uh-oh. But I wouldn't change a thing, though, because I wasn't ready to be a father in my 20s. Um, definitely in my 30s, you know, I still thought, you know, I was, you know, doing my thing, you know. So I was like, man, listen. You a little elder barge out here. Man, I'm just saying. I was like, you know. It's, it's nothing like being single in the city. The city of Chicago being single. <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, I mean, you just like, yo, like, I 
but I'm yeah, I, boy, I but I'm telling you, um, shout out to my ex-wife too. You know, listen, we're still working towards. Let me reel it You know, hey, I just want to say this. I just want to say this. She is an amazing mother to our daughter. So I applaud her for that. Um, but again, anybody who's been in relationships, anybody who's experienced divorce, no one gets married to get divorced, right? But as we talk about evolution, evolving as a person, mentally, spiritually, uh, physically, um, you know, time just made me realize, like, what I needed. And... Mm -hmm. Uh, as I continue to grow as a person, as a man, as a, as a, as a new father, and you know she wasn't my person, but she's a dope mom to our daughter, right. uh, and I and I you know I got number love for her. I wish her well, uh, but just the, the chapter I'm starting right now, this chapter I'm in right now, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I truly am. Uh, it's giving you know the pandemic gave me space to truly just work on me, you know, and, and you know, and when I do have opportunities to speak publicly. I want to try and like, you know, everybody's different of what they may need or what they think they need, but I'm okay with being alone. Like, I don't need to jump from relationship to relationship to relationship just to say, man, I'm with somebody, you know, like, nah, you know, I think everybody should take time to truly, you know, isolate themselves from that, you know, just work on themselves. Because if you, if you bring in past stuff, trauma or, or any type of ill will from a past relationship, jumping into a new one without healing from what you already were suffering from, what are we doing? You know, what are we truly doing? You know, so I encourage people to take that time to work on you before you try and, you know, bring somebody back into your, into your world, you know? So, and that's what I did during the pandemic. I mean, during the whole pandemic when everybody was waking up, making TikToks, drinking, I went a whole 18 months without having a sip of alcohol. Straight up, 18 months, I was like, you know what? I'm just about to work on me, dog. I'm about to read some books. I'm about to work out. I'm about to, you know, try different sushis. I'm just about to just do something different, you and know. And I'm here for all of those things. And I'm my brother. I, <laughs> I feel you. And I'm, I'm here for that, right? I, yes, I'm applauding all of those things you did. However, comma, uh, 18 months without one drop of yeah. delicious. <laughs> cuisine of wine <laughs> I, I mean we we started the podcast in the pandemic I'm not gonna lie I gained like 58 pounds because <laughs> <laughs> drinking wine almost every day but yeah. I lost it later after the pandemic because like I, I mean to everyone's point like we all were going through things we all were experiencing things in the pandemic I think exposed whatever we were feeling in life that we weren't handling in life, right? Right. With whatever we were not grappling with prior, you were sitting with it in the pandemic and you had to you had to address during the pandemic. So if you weren't addressing it before, the pandemic made you address it. So Oh, oh no doubt. And I just was like I said, I was just in a space where I wanted to retrain my brain or what you know, what I thought I needed to like to be the best version of myself. So Certain things I just started eliminating, like the whole dating thing, you know, because one, with this pandemic that I knew nothing really about, just that it was like if somebody called for sneeze or laugh around you, dude, you might be exposed. They were like, <laughs> right. <laughs> right? 
So it wasn't about dating at that point because, again, you know, they were still trying to figure out the vaccine and all that. So I was like, wait, so I can't really go out here and do my thing because I can't put my daughter at risk. Um, so what's the point of me, like, still, like, trying to go party? I was like, you know what? Let's okay, Scott. Let's 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 start from the foundation, and let's let's retrain the brain to work on things that you feel like you need to work on. If you do get to that place where you find somebody that you want to vibe with, that you got all your stuff handled, like all your stuff is good. You've moved on past it. You worked through it. You healed from it, and that's what I took that time to do. Wow. Okay. That I mean, this is just—you really need to do like a TED talk. Uh... <laughs> You definitely, should, you definitely should do that. Coming soon. I don't soon. know I oh. how to get you in the loop of it, but we <laughs> got to get into that, like, TED Talk, like, because this is, I mean, you're doing a master class right now. Um, how to do life right. Get your life, man. Right. Y'all know, it's work. It's not easy. Trust me. Your boy is not perfect. Um, and, 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 you know, and the people that's been rocking with me, um, that's seen the highs, that's seen the lows. Shout out to y'all because I have some dope people that know me, know me, that, that never, like, gave up on me, right? And, you know, everybody needs, you know, whether it's that one person in your corner that's always rooting for you. Like, you know what? I know you're going to make it. I know you're going to do big things. I just, they feel your energy on the level that you feel it or even beyond. And I got some dope people in my circle that that believe in me that way. And uh, again, that that motivation in itself, the comments I read every day on my different on my content, that motivates me to just keep doing it, you know? Because like I told you before, Renee, I go three or four days without posting content. And, like, my DMs is flooded. Everybody's like, you okay? Is everything all right? I haven't seen your encouraging posts. Like, and then sometimes I'm not, you know? Sometimes I'm not okay, you know? But I take those mental health breaks away from social media because at times it does get overwhelming. Uh, because, again, the content I push is authentic. I don't practice this at night. Like, I don't see waste time to be like, oh, what routine I'm going to do tomorrow? You know, let me go ahead. No. <laughs> Like you're, I don't, you're not you're not in the mirror because I thought you'd be like okay in the car I'm gonna be like one two I would say this, three, and this the one, from the straight truth I call myself the one take wonder I hit that record button here go I push it out there I give you that That's energy. It. I give you that energy that I'm feeling right now I don't care if I got a boogie in my nose or not I'm sending it baby it don't matter Do you feel me <laughs> I'm like, it's authentic because if I can't give it to you real I'm not gonna give it to you at all so. That's what I do. Like, even today, shout out to my homegirl, Miss Robinson, I work with at school. Like, today, I was like, should I do hey, Miss Robinson. Yeah, right. I was like, should I do a TikTok, Miss Robinson? She was like, Coach, you better go on here and do it. You know you feel it. I was like, you know, let me get a couple more sips of this espresso and this coffee. I was like, ah, yep, I feel it. Let's go. You know, and I went in the car, and I did my thing, and it was just one take. Let's go. But that's the energy I like to push out there. I don't want to keep doing it over and over and over because it it's not authentic. It's not real. And I don't want to get the people that. I want them to see the true energy I'm feeling in the moment. Okay, so we, we didn't talk about this on the interview, but, like, this is a real question I had. How do you pick your songs every day? Okay, now this is, now again. Because uh, every, every day is a different song. I'm like anyone else, right? Like, at night sometimes I just scroll on TikTok. And then I'll be like, oh, damn, that's the joint. I remember that joint. So I would send it to myself. Like, so if I hear a hot song from scrolling, 
I send it to myself. But then, you know, when I go to do a TikTok, I'll go find, like, you know, maybe one or two songs, and I just be like, okay, I'm feeling this one right now. And boom, I'll go with that song. And then, you know, all the different, you know, positive affirmations I post, uh, you know, I just try and connect the music with the message some way, and then the vibe is the vibe. You know, I just push it out there that way, so. Okay. Now, you also have, like, this as a business. And so I know you are an entrepreneur, entrepreneur. There's, like, a whole business side to this. And, like, you sell merchandise and all this. How did you, like, create this as a business? Because, like, mm -hmm. yes, it is about, you know, mental health awareness and, like, making sure people understand messaging and all that. But, like, you did make this a business. And it's very lucrative and amazing. So, like, when did you make this decision to be like, you know what? I want to make T-shirts. I want to put the brand out there. Like, how did you make that decision? You know what? Honestly, when I first started the movement, um, I, right away, I you know, shout out to my cousin, TJ Duckett. He played for the Redskins for a little bit. Oh, the Commanders. The Commandos. I'm sorry. Say, don't you call it that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Commanders. The Commanders. He played for the Commanders for a small slant, but he had a he had an awesome NFL career. But post you football, hate that name. <laughs> post football, he started a screen printing company. So I knew when I first started to be the flow movement, I was like, look, I don't have a clothing line, but what I do have, I wanted to have conversation starters, right? So mm -hmm. if I figured if somebody in Michigan and DC and California would be seen with a be the flow t-shirt on or a hoodie. Uh, that can start that conversation that I want to try and normalize. And that's the conversation of mental health and wellness, self-love. Uh, so it was just like, yo, I started with T-shirts. Uh, next, you know, I came with tank tops, uh, hoodies, uh, just different things people can do yoga in, workout in. Um, so, you know, the sleeveless hoodies, you know, and all different types of stuff that people can lounge around in, go to the grocery with you know, man, go out, you know, on town with uh, and just work out in. So um, that's been the vibe, man. And, and again, when the pandemic hit and uh, <clears throat> divorce happened, I had to shut some things down. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, but, nobody. but you know what I'm saying? But once that was finalized and, I was, I was, uh, I started building a following on TikTok. I was open, I was, I was able to open the store back up in 2000, January, 2001. And man, shout out to my followers on TikTok, because again, the, the, the swag that sold in the Be The Flow store, it helps me fund my annual Be The Flow backpack giveaway. So pre-pandemic, pre-divorce, <laughs> I was able to service about 100, 120 black and brown little boys and girls in the Chicagoland area with backpacks, stuff for school supplies. Since being on TikTok this past Labor Day, because I do it every Labor Day weekend, I was able to service over 265 little black and brown little boys and girls with backpacks, stuff with school supplies. And that's because of my following on TikTok. Listen, my family and friends don't buy the swag. Everybody try to get something free, right? Listen, and I, hey, shout out to my family and friends. I love them because they are the ones behind the scenes doing Labor Day weekend, helping me stuff the backpacks, you know, helping getting donations. Um, 
but they don't buy nothing, you know. So believe that. <laughs> That's what family and friends are for. But right. again, the, the the total strangers, those who support me, follow the movement, feel my energy, dig my vibe on TikTok, are the ones that allowed me to take care of these little kids. And working in education, that's something that's dear to my heart. Uh, service is something that's always been a part of my life growing up, you know, from my mom and dad to my grandmother and Miss Snotgrass. Shout out to Miss Snotgrass and my grandma, rest in peace. Uh, they used to wake me and my siblings up every Saturday morning. We'll go right down there on Madison and Green, uh, before they put all the condos up down there, it was literally like blocks away from this homeless shelter. And all night, my grandmother and Miss Snodgrass would be like cooking. I'm talking about greens, yams, mac and cheese, baked. And chip. not just greens, because you West Side, because you said I, I noticed the streets you were talking about. That's West Side, so it was collard greens. You already know the collard. So you had to shuckle. I had to do that with my grandmother on the West Side, so I know all about that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, but they would cook all this food. <laughs> and we would take all this food and, like, put these tables up in tents, and we would literally stay, sit there and feed the homeless. Yep. Like, and I was so mad because I'm a young kid. Like, why do I got to do this, you know? Like, I wanted to stay home, watch my cartoons, and whatever I was doing at that time, playing ball, I don't know. But my grandmother was like, you don't get it now, but you will. You know, she was like, giving back is everything. And as you get older, you're going to understand why. And uh, I remember one day, you know, I was talking underneath my breath on the way to go feed the homeless. And, and she looked back at me and she was like, you know, this could be you. And that mm -hmm. stuck with me ever. And, and when, you know, when you, whether you just have a casual conversation with friends or if you're dating and people ask you questions like, what's your biggest fear? That's always stuck with me in the back of my mind. That's why I think I grind the way I grind and move the way I move because that's my biggest fear. It's like yeah, all, like I don't, you know, that's like that is one of my biggest, if not my biggest fears, to be homeless. So, you know, that's why I navigate move the way I move because my grandma woke me up quick. Like, yo, don't think it's life out here sweet. Like this could be you. So any any weekend, any trade check, any day. Listen, life is hard. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and no it was somebody's parent who bought the company. They went under, and that's what happens. Because I had a friend in elementary school. That's what happened. You know, like, it's so much can happen. You never know. So it's so important. And I, to hear that, like, that's such a pivotal moment in your life. And so many people do not have that experience, right? Because... Unfortunately, we see with kids today, they do not have that kind of like experience where their grandparent has taken them to some community service event where it's like, hey, this could really be you. I'm yeah. your grandparent and yeah. I really take care of you. No right? They don't realize that like your parent is here, not even here today. And because we have a generational gap of, of parents who are not raising their kids, it's grandparents raising kids or great-grandparents raising yeah. kids. True. And many children are not understanding it really can be you out here. And you should be thankful, grateful, and appreciative of those who are around you and supportive and not necessarily, like, looking down upon others. So shout-out yeah. to your family uh, and all the amazing things that they did and all those in the community because they've helped so many people. And... 
continue to do this work. So thank you for all you do in that, that backpack you do. Because we we are working on a shoe drive here in D.C. So just nice. want to do a quick plug. Quick plug. Souls of the District. Drop off spot. Fair Hill Studios. Go ahead and do that. Nice. Drop I, off your shoes. People out there in Chocolate City, I'll spread the word. I'll let them know what's up. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so... No. Yes, we've collected about 10 pairs of shoes so far. You know, the shoe drive is going great. We, what are we, like two days into it? Two, we're like three days into it. So, yeah, we, we're doing good. We, we're getting a lot of good drop-offs. So, shout-out to... The Whiskey and, and Kicks show and um, the, the to Trina Marie. Uh, she's amazing. She is a, um, a W-set who is amazing in Virginia. She does, okay. yes, she's a wine connoisseur. I love a that. black woman who is doing her thing, and I love her, because they actually are supportive of all the things we do here in D.C. She's in Virginia and does great things, so we are being supportive of what they're doing and bringing uh, awareness and community service into the DMV area. So we love them. We're supporting their, their drive for uh, souls, of the district. I always say it wrong because, you know, I, I, I got a little Caribbean in me, so I also say things wrong all the time. So I say in the district, but it's of the district, I think. So I'd be like, you know, you know I have that problem. Does it too? She'd be like, we, 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 we add the, the wrong adjectives is what I do sometimes. No, that's awesome. That's, that's dope work you guys are doing. That's dope. Yes. That's really cool. Yes. So tell your people in DC, it's on our, it's on our social media. I got you. I got you. Seriously. Oh. Yes. And no raggedy ass shoes either. Yes. No, listen, one of my homegirls is like a big time exec for Coles. She rocked the red bottoms. So I'm going to go ahead and see. Donating too. So let her know if it's like hers better match mine because I never wore them. And I'm too old for them. Okay. Look at you. Look at you. Hey, we stepping it up. I like this. <laughs> Red bottoms in the collection. Hey, we got, we got to get it, you know. No doubt. Taste. I, I like it. this. Definitely. So tell her. To you. Hey, we're going to drop some shoes off. Uh, I got to get them a prayer service hey. them first. <laughs> <laughs> Several hundred dollars that I'm going to have to be like, well, Jesus, there you go. Hey. Uh, but tell your friend. Yes, hook up with me. I got so you. We can have a prayer service and prepare. A memorial, because when you when you when you give away several hundred dollar shoes, you want to be like, well, Jesus, we right? Thank you so much for all the potting you went to or not. All no, the things no you've done. Yeah, I like no it. I like it. No doubt about it. That's awesome. Okay, so Scott, we, I, I mean, I okay, we have time. We have time. So we we have time. Okay, because we're going in. So dynamic, like I was like excited chatting with him, like all the things he does, and like he does this, this the the book bag drive, and also you're like amazing in like your nine to five. So like I don't want to go too far into that because you got to hear the podcast episode. But like how you transitioned into that job and how you got to here, and I don't want to tell everybody all the story, but like. It feels like everything has come to together, like in, 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 in it's like God's path or like 
God yeah. name, if you will. It's all it's all about his timing, you know. Because um, I'm not gonna lie, I'm I'm an impulsive sob. Like if I want it, I want it right now, you know. Right. So me me working on patience is a part of me that 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 me talking about retraining the brain, right? Like because I've been always like I want it, I want it right now. Uh, that mentality it worked for a period of time in my life, but again as we evolve i had to learn how to be patient and that took work that took work um and i, I look at what my life is right now um it, it took patience for me to be okay in this space uh because again when i was you know a young basketball coach i thought by now i'll be a head coach at a division one program walking the sidelines with my dope suit on Recruit McDonald's you all the time. You thought you were gonna be like Tony Kukoc, you know, now. Yeah, I like, you know. Said, you know, thought I was gonna be, you know, yeah, have the university going to Sweet Sixteens and winning, you know, national championships. You know, that was that was the dream back then. Um, but now I just feel like my basketball life is a whole lifetime ago. You know, it's it's definitely afforded me a free education, travel the world, some amazing relationships I've built, um, but. Like I, I would have never thought in a million years I would I'll be working in education, and when we talk about making impacts in people's lives, like working with the young kids that I work with, I wouldn't trade that for the world. Because again, when you talk about energy, these kids come in sometimes fist balled up, face scrunched up, they just mad. And I'm like, how are you mad at seven thirty in the morning? Right. Like, you like, ain't you know, Yeah, dog. Like, what you mad about, dog? Like, what's up? And, and it's so funny because sometimes it's just me putting my arm around them. Like, man, what's up? Come holler at me. Right. And then you, know, you just feel like the weight of the world just didn't, they just able to take a deep breath. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Let's be clear. Let's be clear. How tall are you again? I am 6'5". So a 6'5 dude walk up on you, though, <laughs> and you're like 5'4", five, 5'5", five, five, as a high schooler, right? Most of these kids haven't hit that growth spurt yet. You... Wrap your arm. Hey, brother. Right, you know, but it's crazy. What, though? Most of these kids be like, it's crazy. it's crazy. Most of them really have not seen a man of your stature, right? Like, it's Chicago. Mm. Most of them have not seen someone of your stature in their face. It's funny. So when you come in the room, I get that like, question all the time. They're like, how did you get so tall? And I'm like, <laughs> like I didn't, trust me, I was that one black kid in the hood that used to watch the Brady Bunch, used to hang from the monkey bars, like, Lord, please don't let me be short. Like, let me grow. I want a hoop. I want like, I, I used to be on that, man. I used to be hanging from the monkey bars, you know, because I was a little skinny runt. You know, my brother used to beat me up every day, you know, like, you know, working on his little kung fu or whatever he wanted to do on me. I was his practice dummy. Um, but no, I, I trust me, I wouldn't trade it in the world. You know, you know, I, I love my stature because uh, I do like one thing that I take pride in is like when, when I do walk in rooms, you know, I do come, you know, I do have a presence and people always tell me, though, like, dude, I feel I felt your energy when you walked in. And when I first heard that, I didn't even know how to receive that. But again, like. I do, I, I'm a true believer, everything is energy. Mm -hmm. You know, I smile often, I smile probably, I smile all the time, 
And that's what, like, a lot of the people who clap back on social media, be like, you know, they see my content, be like, fool, you can't be that happy all the time. <laughs> but the you reality is, I'm not happy. You know, I'm not happy all the time. But I'm not angry either. You know, I don't, I don't waste energy on being mad. You know, I've, I've come to that place where I understand in my journey, I only can control what I can control. You know, so I don't even waste energy on being mad and yelling and raising my voice and kicking stuff. Like, that's wasted energy. So if I can go in that building every day and bring these kids some good energy and bring them some love that they may not be getting at home, I've done my job. Wow. I'm here for this. Like, you should like tour around and be like a motivational speaker. Hey, I tell you what, though, that's the goal would be the flow. Like, as much as I love working in education, my my everyday vibe, I want to be be the flow. Like not only going around, uh, you know, speaking. You know, a shout out to the Women's Empowerment Group in Dallas, Texas. They gave me my first paid speaking appearance. Like once the world start opening back up, um, this woman named Carolyn Whitman, she's the CEO of this Women's Empowerment Group in Dallas. She just said, "I was watching you." She said, "I was watching you for months on TikTok, and I want to see if you're going to stay consistent." Or if you were going to just disappear off, mm. off the earth. But she, that's real. Yeah. And she was just sitting back in the weeds watching. And mm. I didn't know this, but every day she would take my video and she would share it with her women's empowerment. And that's how they started their meetings every day off my content, off my videos. And she was like, look, I would love for you to, you know, we would fly you down here, put you up in a hotel and, you know, pay you to come speak to this group for an hour. And that experience was priceless because that was the first time in that group that they allowed their husbands in. And when I tell you, we went through about 10 boxes of Kleenex in that joint. <laughs> because again, you know, when I, when I do have the opportunity to speak publicly, I'm, I'm, I'm transparent. I'm at my most vulnerable I'm state. Because there's no shame in my story. There's no more guilt. Like, I don't feel shame about telling everybody the, the real of the real. There's no guilt. I've worked through all that. I've healed. Like, again and again, like, I, I, I continue to tell everybody, like, that weight that you carry in, fam, you got to find a way to let it go. And that's why I encourage, I, that's why I advocate for therapy. That's why the Be The Flow movement is a platform. It's a safe space for people to not only feel safe, but to share their stories without judgment. I love it. Can you love it. Like, we gotta kick it, bro. For yeah, real. come on. I, I love Dr. Hey, I tell people this all the time. Uh, Maryland has the best crab cakes in the United States of America. I went out to BMO when I was coaching college basketball my, my boy, Jerome Beasley, was one of my first recruits. He got drafted by the Miami Heat. What the Jerome Beasley? That's funny. Hey, that's my recruit. That's my dog. Uh, I recruited this kid. He got drafted by the Miami Heat in 2003. It was a sports management company out there ran by a man named Nate Peak. Shout out to Nate Peak. They yeah. put out first class. They picked us up in a stretch limo. Like, they had us up, you know, in the four seasons. Like, we were balling. But then he took us to some restaurant. I can't think of the name of it. But we were like, they snuck us through the back. We are in the back room. And when we, they brought our oysters first. And I'm like, oh, yeah, maybe the aphrodisiacs in the house. We about to kick it. And 
literally they brought out these crab cakes and I wanted to start crying. It tastes so good. Like I ain't never had no crab cakes since I was out in Baltimore when I was in Maryland, yo. These crab cakes were amazing. So I would come out there. I would come out That's there. Only, hey, not only just to kick it with y'all, I would come out okay. there for crab cakes. <laughs> We're gonna make it work. We're gonna make it work. Cause we know people out here who can make you homemade crab cakes. Mm, let's so, go. Which is probably gonna be better because it's gonna be somebody's mama, auntie, grandma that gonna now do it. Talking. So. With the now we fingernail. Yeah, they're gonna have that, you know, that yeah. that, that, that fat right here. So they're gonna be like, yeah, look at that. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so love how can people follow you? Purchase items from you, all of these things. Uh, well, the the Be the Flow store website is be the flow 2016com And again, 2016 is symbolic for the year I had my daughter when my life changed when I started the movement. So be the flow 2016com I, I encourage everybody, even if you don't purchase anything from the store, go to that website because at the bottom you will see a YouTube interview of me on Illinois radio, shout out to uh, Illinois Jones. Um, they gave me a platform as well to really talk about more about why I started to be the flow movement, where I'm at with it, where I'm trying to take it. Um, I've shared it with a, a ton of people the past few weeks that didn't get a chance to say it. And they were like, yo, I just learned so much about you. I learned so much about the movement. Mm -hmm. uh, so go to the website. Instagram is be the flow 2016 or S underscore Anthony 11. I post a ton of dope content from my TikToks to motivational videos to the vibe of the day. Sometimes I throw some funnies on there, something that just, you know, that got me cracking up laughing. I share it to the people. Um, you know, pictures of my amazing little daughter. You know, it's just, it's just a vibe, man. Like I said, it's, it's all about the energy, right? And I just try and push out good energy, hoping if it, if, if it can touch one person, you know, I'm all about it. So be the flow 2016.com, be the flow 2016 on Instagram, S underscore Anthony 11. And those who still go on Facebook, it's just be the flow. <laughs> so your grandmama, uh, you be, feel be me? <laughs> you feel me? So yeah. So that's, so that's, I'll tell my mama go to be the flow because that's what Oh, I do want to say though, this is the exclusive self love club hoodie. Oh. Uh, like I told you, with the Be The Flow logo, the headphones are symbolic to block out the noise. But these self-love club hoodies, shout out to my TikTok followers again. I uh, only printed 50 of them. So when they gone, they gone. You're just going to be an exclusive club. Uh, but they've been showing up and showing out, purchasing the hoodies. Um, we've already started, like, looking at different backpacks that we're going to start ordering for the kids in this upcoming school year. So, again, I'm grateful for the love and support that you guys continue to give. Wow, this is so amazing. I'm so happy for you. And I'm so thankful for you to join us today. I Like, this is so amazing. Like, I'm a little starstruck. Uh, because <laughs> you're, you're like a TikTok, like, famous person. Like, you really are. So, I mean, you joining us. You know, I, yeah, I appreciate it again. You know, like, any platform I can have to advocate for mental health and wellness, self-love, uh, you guys have been amazing. Again, I do want to say the Be The Flow Wellness Program is coming back. For those who don't know, I offer free meditation, yoga, and fitness to underserved communities here in Chicago. It's coming back, y'all. No more masks in Illinois. Oh, wait, wait, wait. How do, you, how do people get into that? 
they just uh literally it's free so you don't you don't pay one cent you just show up i have a live dj it's a whole vibe different yoga instructors throughout the city they actually like come to me like yo i got service hours i need to do i i will give you an hour for free so you have like professional certified yoga instructors coming to me to lead the yoga uh portion of the program I lead the meditation. I lead the mindfulness meditation. I lead the fitness portion. We usually do HIT training. Uh, and it's like I said, man, the music. I get the live DJ there. Shout out to DJ Dave Shields. It's just a vibe, man. We in Chicago rocking, y'all. We in Chicago rocking. So we doing it. Well, let us know how people can engage with that when it goes live. We'll yes. talk about it. I'm going to come to one. Yes. Uh, yes, please. I love it. And we are so excited for all the amazing things you're going to continue doing. We're going to be a part of that backpack thing. Yeah. Uh, giveaway in September. So we'll probably just be there because I, I mean, I got cousins, nieces in Chicago. So it's, it's dope. We it's the same thing with the backpack giveaway. We got food, we got a DJ. It's like I said, it's just a vibe, man. Like we just doing it. That's it. Pushing out wow. good. Amazing. Well, thank you, Scott, so much for joining us today. And we will be in touch because there's so much more for us to do. And if you want to hear more from Scott, don't worry because we did a podcast episode. <laughs> so that will be going live in a couple days. So stay tuned. It'll be streaming on all podcast platforms. And if you hear me slurring right now, that's because Pablo has been kicking. <laughs> yes. Hey, you guys are amazing. One more toast before we hit the road. Yes. Hey, and and seriously, give me the contact information. I would love to send you guys some of these be the flow wines uh tumblers so you yes. can have so I'll text you. Yes, thank you. Okay, you guys are amazing. Cheers. Cheers. Have a great evening. You too. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, this has been so much fun. God <laughs> is so exciting. Awesome. All right, Renee. I'll take care. Bye-bye. Bye, Bye-bye. Bye -bye. <laughs> oh my gosh, this has been such a fun-filled episode of the Rosie Hour. This is probably, like, one of the most, like, Gospel hour, happy hours, I would say. Gospelness. Uh, like, my spirit yeah. is full. I'm so sorry for our Wi-Fi. And so, like, yeah, and like Wi-Fi and broadband. But this has been so amazing. He, he was very just inspirational and super dope, right? Like, I just feel the vibe, feel just... Like, I conquer the world. How do you feel? I feel like we need to talk to that brother a lot. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm excited. And again, today we're drinking Pablo Claro Rosado, which I think is a Spanish um, rosé. This is what we have. We'll put this into the notes. And we're so thankful for all of you joining us today. We will see you next Thursday for the next Rosé Hour. And we may be having a special guest with a special something for you all next week. So stay tuned yes. for who we are having next week. Because, you know, each week we get a little more late.
So see you all next week for Rosie Hour, 7 o'clock p.m. Peace. Hey. Cheers, friends. I'll call you in a second because this was a good one. Bye.